after a several-month hiatus, we're ready to share our story. We'll dive into what's been going on with our family, future plans, and exciting Autism Wish updates. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to share your family updates with us by commenting on this video on our YouTube channel or Facebook live stream. Welcome to Embracing Autism, a podcast for parents of autistic children seeking advice and support while spreading awareness and acceptance of autism spectrum disorder. I'm Leah. And I'm Matt. And each week we will discuss our journey with autism and talk about how to embrace your child's individuality while providing guidance, tips, resources, and sharing our personal stories. This is Embracing Embracing Autism. Autism. Hey, everyone. We're back. Back, yeah. After so long. How long has it been? It's been months, right? I was going to say probably at least like three, four months. That's been a rough one. Yes. Both still alive. <laughs> yes, so, we're alive, barely making it. That's one thing. Definitely a little rusty since we haven't been doing this for a while. So as far as trying to figure out how to remember what to click and how to navigate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we hope that everyone will have some patience with us because we've completely forgotten how to do this and we're just starting from scratch all over again. But we wanted to just go ahead and dive in and start off the new year by kind of getting back into the swing of things with the Embracing Autism podcast and Autism Wish and give you guys like an update of what's been going on? Why were we gone? What's been happening? For those of you who listen to the audio only podcast, you might not know the story. We did post on our social media on Facebook and Instagram at Autism Wish. We did post updates on there. And so if you've been following our social media pages, you'll know what our family has been going through these last couple months and why we had to take a break. But for those of you who just listened to the audio podcast, this will all be new to you. So we're just going to share a little bit of the details of what's been going on and why we were gone for so long. (laughs) And with that being said, go for it. The first thing that I want to mention is a great and wonderful, happy surprise update for us. We are actually expanding our family. So Matt and I are expecting a baby in April. So that's like what, three months, two, three months, a couple months from now. Yeah. We're basically in what trimester number three, if math is a friend of ours. I don't know. Math is not my thing. So soon, a spring baby. And so that is basically what has caused us to have the delay. Unfortunately, I struggle with something that's called hyperemesis gravidarum. I had it with all my previous pregnancies as well. For those of you who are not familiar with hyperemesis, it's basically severe morning sickness. So some people basically say like, oh, it's morning sickness. Everyone gets that. Hyperemesis is not just regular morning sickness. It's really significant and it can cause a lot of severe, even life-threatening medical complications if you don't address it. Yeah, no, it was, oh gosh, it was rough. For the first, what? Couple few, months. Few months. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't ease up. It was basically, I mean, you stayed in bed all day, every day. I would bring the kids in to kind of like see you on some days that you were well enough to like see visitors but no it was it was really bad i mean because um just thinking of like our perspective in general i mean we have the two young girls because they were still in school um so i would wake up with them get them ready for school drop them off i would rush around uh trying to get work done i would check in with leah see if she needed me to bring her food see if i was still alive well i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say 90 percent of the time like your meals were basically like ice chips well, it was either like ice water or it was like occasionally you're able to do not a smoothie, like um, slushy or something, like an icy yeah. or whatever. Like, but that was 
pretty much your diet for a couple of months. I mean, yeah, and crackers, but no, it was rough. I mean, we honestly had to bring in <laughs> reinforcements just to kind of help us on the day to day. Thank goodness that uh, we were able to get Leah's mom down to help us out because we honestly were struggling so bad just to manage the kids getting to school as well as my work keeping Leah alive. Yeah, we were both working during this time. I was like basically bedridden and I was still working full time. Like luckily I work remote and so I was able to balance both of those things, but I like had to still continue to work. So it was definitely a, a struggle. And we, we tell people that um, the only two times, I think in the first like 10 weeks that you left the house was for the seven week sonogram. And then at like the 10 week mark was to uh, admit yourself into the ER. Yeah. And then obviously it was the, what was it, 48 hours or whatever in the ER? Yeah. So like we can like laugh at this now, but honestly, when we were in the midst of it, it was pretty dark. When you have significant hyperemesis, it basically means like you literally cannot keep anything in. So no food, no water. I was lucky if I could do ice chips. You get significantly dehydrated. So my lips were all cracked. I was losing significant weight. Between the time that I went to my regular doctor's visit and then I ended up getting admitted into the ER because I was severely dehydrated and my electrolytes were off, my potassium was down. It was just a matter of two days between those appointments. And within those two days, they weighed me both times in the hospital and I had lost five pounds in two days. I was just losing a ton of weight. I couldn't keep any food or water down. It'd been days since I'd eaten anything at all before I went to the ER And so when I finally went to the ER, because I'm kind of the type of person that tends to kind of tough things out. Honestly, I think it's autism related. I don't have a great sense of like how my body is feeling. So if I'm feeling really sick, usually other people can tell better than me because they can see me and they see that I look really ill and sickly. But I have a hard time with it. You also have a phobia of doctors. I don't have a phobia of doctors. (laughs) You hate them. No, I'm just just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just yeah. joking, because our kids have a phobia and they had to get it from somewhere. So no, it wasn't got me. It, got it from me. I worked in the <laughs> ER for like two years, and you were terrified every <laughs> single day. Yeah. So basically, what happened is I started to deteriorate really quickly, and the doctors basically got concerned when I went to the ER because my electrolytes and everything were so significantly off that they wanted to admit me overnight. I basically wasn't sure. Even then, I was like, I don't know. Is this really important enough to be like in the ER overnight? I feel like it's kind of a big deal. So I like called my mom and I was like, Mom, they're saying I should stay overnight. What do you think? Should I? Should I not? She's like, you're crazy. Of course you need to. And I'm so glad that I did because prior to staying in the ER, we did not have any blood work or anything done. It was just you could see physically that I was very ill. I couldn't really like even hold my body up. Like I like I couldn't lift up my arms, kind of like when you have a bad flu and everything's just so heavy and you can't move. I remember I was talking to you, Matt, and I remember I was in bed because I was always in bed because I couldn't move. And I remember saying to you, I think I need to go to the ER. And it was because I sat up in bed and realized I like couldn't get up or walk. Like I was too weak to walk. And then when you were like, yeah, let's go. Remember how long it took me to just get down the stairs to the front doors because I was hobbling like an old man and I couldn't like get there. Yeah. I mean, I basically got everything ready for the kids. We were ready to go. We're like shoes, coat. They've got their drinks. They've got their uh, little uh, devices for the car. They're ready to go. We're standing by the door. We're like, we're missing someone. Everyone's already gone to the restroom. And then Leah's coming down the stairs. I don't want to say kind of like death, but kind of like old 
person that's like, <laughs> like <laughs> on their yes. way out. Like, yeah, it was rough. And then like, we were kind of staying in the car, kind of staying close to the hospital because we're like, oh, maybe it won't be like super long. They'll just kind of like check you out. Because originally they were giving you just like IV bag after IV. They gave me saline bags initially in the ER. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was grabbing lunch with the kids, just kind of hanging out close to the hospital. And then it just kept going later and later and later. And then it was like finally like at dinner time. And it it got to the point where I was like, maybe I should just run home and get like your phone charger. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't you have to run back like three times because it like things started to deteriorate in the ER So like when we went to the ER, because I've had hyperemesis in the past, and basically what I've done is I've gone to the ER, I got fluids, and then I got discharged and I went home. So when we went, we didn't bring anything with us because we assumed that's what was going to happen. Little did I know that while I was in the ER, I was actually like deteriorating further. So it was a good thing I went at that time because things were actually going to like drastically get worse and I didn't know it, but I was in the ER And when I was there and they were giving me the saline, I did initially kind of feel better, but they also did some blood draws and saw that everything was like off. I was deficient in like everything. And they wanted to test again just to see if the saline was kind of helping. And then with the second test, everything actually dropped further. So they were concerned because everything was just continuously declining. So they basically strongly advised that I be admitted. I was admitted into the ER overnight. So then Matt had to make multiple trips home. And at this time, my mom was not here. So he had to bring the kids with him back and forth to the ER and home because we didn't have childcare. Yeah, it was just a fun adventure. We were hanging out in the cars most most of the day. And then finally, we got the um, the notice that you needed your cell phone charger so we could like just stay in touch about what was going on. But um, I think it was like, what, 20 some IV bags later, they, yeah. <laughs> they got Literally. you out. Yeah. So they had to do like a bunch of saline bags. They had to do a bunch of like potassium bags. They did some vitamins. They did all sorts of stuff. And then at the same time, I was still struggling with the hyperemesis. So like I couldn't keep any food down. I couldn't eat anything. When I was in the ER, they had me on that like restricted diet where they're they're not basically allowed to give you food because your body is rejecting it and can make it worse because it can dehydrate you faster. So while I was in the ER, I also wasn't eating there either. They gave me like Italian ice and things like that, but I I couldn't keep anything down. So it was just like, it was really like a nightmare. For those of you who haven't experienced hyperemesis, it doesn't just take like a physical toll on you. Like think about like the worst flu or stomach bug that you've had. And the fact that that lasts typically like what, two, three days. And like by the end of it, you are like beaten up. You are just like tired. Some people get really like depressed about it because they're like, oh, I just want to feel good. But like imagine that feeling over a period of four or five months. You just get in a really dark place because you're just like you want this to end and you get PTSD from like every time you go to get sick. You're like, oh, no, it's happening again. And it just like stresses you out and sends you on this like fight or flight mode. So like it doesn't just take a physical toll. It really takes an emotional toll on you, too, because you just feel so defeated and so weak and like it's never going to end. And so with all that going on, we're like, there's absolutely no way that we could do the podcast right now. There is no way that we could do Christmas Wish right now. I think that ER visit was actually right when I normally would start ramping up for Christmas Wish and all that. So we are basically like, we have to pause everything. And we've never done that before. Like we recorded through COVID. We had COVID like two or three times. 
we recorded through all sorts of illnesses. Right. But this was like so significant that we were like, no, we we can't. We have to pause. Even just the fact of just sitting up. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do that. So, I mean, like, I mean, m- minus all like the editing and everything like that comes after the fact and like posting clips and all that stuff. Just the fact of just sitting up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. There was <laughs> I mean, nothing I could do at the time. Right. I was being completely 100% dependent on Matt. Kudos to you, Matt, because he stood up and like really took care of everything. Like you took care of the kids. Are you giving yourself <laughs> confetti? No, fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. Uh, but he, but and honestly, like you kept the house together. Like you kept things running when I was not able to do anything, like feeding the kids, getting them dressed, bringing them to school, bringing me ice chips because I couldn't eat food and all of that. So I know that like it took a toll on you too. Well, it wasn't without notice because funny enough, our kids had their uh, school pictures <laughs> right in the middle <laughs> of That's this. That's true. And it's it's reflected in their pictures because oh my gosh, me getting them ready for school and everything, trying to get them to eat breakfast. I didn't really brush their hair. Oh my gosh! So there's school pictures. No one can brush the kids' hair real quick before they take a picture of them. <laughs> so their their hair What's is your just job like, as the parent. I you're know, supposed to brush the hair. Clearly, they can tell I don't have it together. But anyway, <laughs> so they go to school and their hair is kind of all frizzed out. Well, our one daughter, it takes like a solid. 45 minutes to brush her hair out so it's it's so thick so usually i just toss it in a ponytail and i'm like we will sail that ship another day it's not happening today so like her hair was kind of like frizzed out on top and then even our youngest like her hair is straight and it usually doesn't take so long but i think i was just running late dropping them off for school and i was like okay we gotta go 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 and then uh, when we get their school pictures you could tell both of them have like frizzy crazy hair and it's like that's like oh my gosh go figure (laughs) well go figure because we have been trying to get school pictures for the girls they've been going since pre-k now they're in k4 and kindergarten so like two years or so they've been in the program two for one yeah yeah and they do pictures every year and we've never been able to get them to take pictures because especially the eldest one is really phobic and so every time somebody comes near them with a camera she freaks out and so we've never been able to take them and so go figure the year that i'm basically on my deathbed and i can't help get them ready that is the year that they decide they can take the picture they both are smiling they're smiling and with their hair all sticking out right so naturally (laughs) like we're like laughing because we're like these pictures are like terrible terribly hilarious but we have to buy them like yeah. you know, obligated to buy them because they're actually like smiling at the camera and they actually took them because right, like they never right. would take these so, are their first pictures so we had to pay for them but in a way like it'll just be like a little like memory like down the road like we'll just like look at it and just kind of like laugh and be like <laughs> we know what happened there <laughs> right you you both look hilarious in these photos but like we know what was happening kind of behind the scenes so yeah uh, it yeah. all it all is just a matter of perspective everyone else would probably be like throw those pictures away they're terrible but we're kind of like eh, we'll keep them like they're yeah <laughs> at least it's as uh gives perspective on like where we're at so yeah so yeah. right now that's kind of like the status in terms of where we're at in the sense that we are kind of a hot mess right now so we're doing april so that would make me like what five months pregnant or something like that i'm not sure I'm, i don't follow the months 25 <laughs> weeks yes divided by 
four. <laughs> I don't do math. <laughs> so basically what that means is I am out of the hardest part of hypermesis, but I do still have to rely on my medication, my anti-nausea medication that I take. So I have a bunch of prescriptions to help me kind of control it, which means that I still have some days where I am really nauseous, not able to eat and things like that. But because of that and the fact that it's still kind of lingering a little bit, I do feel a lot better and able to do some of these episodes and get things going when I feel good like today. But there are still going to be days for me where I am still feeling sick and not able to really run things great. So there might be days where we can't do a live stream if I happen to be like, you know, not feeling great that day. So if for any reason there is no podcast episode that comes out that week, it's Probably not a glitch. It's probably because I was sick that day or that week and I just wasn't able to record. But we will try to maintain our regular weekly pattern as best as we can. So that's kind of like the update there for the listeners. So, you know, like we do fully intend to continue with the podcast. We intend on keeping this ball rolling. But there might be some bumps in the road until baby McCabe comes. And once baby McCabe comes, we also don't know what to expect. So these next couple months are going to probably be bumpy. And we just thank you so much for the patience that you've had so far and are just asking for a little bit more while we get through all this. And I know what you guys are thinking. You're probably like, oh, my gosh, Leah, no, like you look so beautiful and youthful uh, on camera. Like, how can you be feeling so terrible? And I think like right now, like our record is like you're able to get like what? one or two days off of like taking your like medication without like going back to I can't eat anything because I feel so sick so like (laughs) our record so far is like two days off of medication before she has to go back on the medication I think it's three I think I can make it to three before I'm like yeah Yeah. I think on the third day I can only eat like ramen noodles ramen (laughs) yeah (laughs) so each day it gets worse and worse and then by the I guess now third day it's just ramen noodles and (laughs) and not even like the entire cup it's like Like half a cup. Half the cup of ramen noodles. So, I mean, I know that you're all thinking, like, you look so fantastic and youthful, but... um, I'm sure that's not what they're thinking. But this is because of medication, people. Modern science at its best. Yeah. I'm just heavily drugged. (laughs) Yeah. So that is like our big update when it comes to the family front. Now, we did want to announce some updates on the Autism Wish front because we do have some changes that we're making, mostly because we feel like things aren't running as efficiently as we'd like because it's such a small mom and pop program. We wanted to find a way where we could both improve the efficiency of what we're doing, but also increase some opportunities. There's some cool stuff that we're going to start to do But I'm going to start off with the bad news. The bad news is we are no longer going to be running our annual Christmas Wish program, the Christmas gifting program that we do. Now, before you freak out, (laughs) we actually feel like it's because we're doing kind of like an upgrade to that. Usually our annual Christmas Wish is like we run it once a year and each kid would basically get an opportunity to get matched with a sponsor who would get them like a gift off their list that's usually around anywhere between like $20, $50. What we basically decided to do is instead of doing this just like one month out of the year, we're choosing to kind of expand the program by removing Christmas Wish and instead doing a monthly random selection. So what we're going to be doing is once a month, we're going to basically do a random selection where we pull somebody's name out of the list of applicants and give that person $100 worth of items off of their Amazon wish list. 
it is only applicable to people in the United States. We have to use the United States Amazon. So if you're outside of the United States, unfortunately, you don't qualify for this program. But for those of you inside the United States, we are going to be doing a monthly drawing and we're going to announce that on our podcast episodes. I think like the last Friday episode of the month, so we'll do it monthly. But I advise you all to just go to autismwish.org to get more information on that. The details are there. The eligibility guidelines are there. How to apply is there. All that information is there. But I wanted to announce that as our big significant change that we're doing. And we're really excited about that. That means better things for everyone. <laughs> right. And hopefully, I mean, cause we can make it year round versus just like a like one stop shop just at the end of the year. So at least we can kind of give throughout the year. So hopefully we can help out. Yeah. Make an impact all year long and also increase the amount that we can give each kid. Right. So that's the hope there. We also just want to thank you guys so much. When we put up that last episode, it was like a five minute dreadful episode in the midst of my sickness with my horrible sick voice. And I was basically like, guys, I can't do this. We're pausing. You can support us by just continuing to listen and share. And you guys did. Like, you listened. I came back, looked at everything. We hadn't looked at our listener count or anything for the last few months. We literally took a look at it just this couple days ago. And you guys completely blew our minds. Like, we went to over 90,000 listeners so that was a huge jump for us, given the fact that we didn't put out any new material. We went from being a top 2.5% podcast to a top 2% out of over 3 million globally, again, without pushing out any new content. So I feel like that was you guys out there, the embracers, totally supporting us while we were, you know, kind of down and out. And I am just like so appreciative and grateful because I feel like that was such like a blessing to come back to, to like open our accounts, try to get back into things. We're expecting the worst. Just a train wreck, right? Yeah, like a crash and burn. We're like, oh man, we're going to have to start from the bottom. And right. instead our rank actually increased. So like, thank you guys so, 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 so much for supporting us during that hiatus. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, yes, the numbers are, I mean, super important. Get a, a better reach for everyone. But I mean, we were talking um, probably a couple of weeks back and we're like, okay, like this basically kind of like shot us in the foot a little bit. Like we'll have to probably use like a year or 18 months to try and rebuild and kind of get to back to where we were. And we were willing to, I mean, obviously do the work to kind of get back to kind of a neutral and then we can start building from there. But then when we logged in, we're like, oh, things really, wow, they they aren't bad. We've actually covered some ground. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, actually phenomenal, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> like that, phenomenal. Um, No, it's fantastic. Um, so, I mean, we're absolutely thrilled. I mean, we're now trying to hit the ground running as best we can since one of our, our main people is uh, struggling a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I know. But I called you beautiful and youthful earlier, so I'm I'll take clear. It. <laughs> yeah, so we couldn't really ask for a better audience and group support. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I really like. I feel like connected to our community. I feel like we have such a special community with the Embracing Autism podcast. So yeah, thank you. Before we wrap up, I also wanted to mention if you are not familiar with our programs, for those of you who are based in the United States, we will be starting up our Valentine's Card Club again. We do that every year for February for Valentine's Day. We do have a set budget. And so it's kind of like a first come first serve type of thing. But if you go to our website, again, autismwish.org and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, enter your email in the newsletter subscription form. And then what will happen is 
As we approach the date where the applications will open, you'll receive an email that will allow you to apply to get a Valentine's card with like a little token of appreciation for your child in it. On time for Valentine's Day, we basically just mail it out and have a little bit of information in there. The card includes a smaller envelope for your child, so you can just pull that out. It'll be addressed to them, and you can hand it directly to them so they can open their own little card too. So that is one of the things that we do annually, and that is basically opening up on the first week of February, I believe. Check the email. That's where we'll send the specific details. Think applications probably open February 1st and probably close February 7th or once we reach a limit. Yeah, we at yes. least need like the week or whatever to process yes. and mail. <laughs> so. Yes. So it is time sensitive. Depending when you listen to this episode, it may or may not be relevant to you. But we do it annually, so it'll repeat every year. Go ahead and check that out on our website. We're really excited about it. Really happy to be back and starting some of these programs. With that said, Matt, do you have anything else to add to our story for today? I think kind of the ongoing, I mean, if anyone wants to chat with us or needs anything from us, we try to stay as well connected as possible. I mean, we have the Gilded if anyone is interested, so they can jump on over and chat with us. We want to try and give as much as we possibly can. The better connected we are to you all. And if you have any questions or anything, I mean, let us know. On that note, we had to take this hiatus. And unfortunately, what happened is because we had to take this hiatus at the end of the year, the end of the year is when we do our biggest annual fundraising efforts. So all the funds that we would have received to basically help us get through this year's programs, we weren't able to get. So there is a way that you guys can help in a way that we can also provide some awesome resources for you. So it's mutually beneficial. And that is by joining the Embracing Autism community by becoming a member at autismwish.org. All we ask essentially is for a small donation of just $5 a month and your membership will grant you access to behind the scenes content, voice only video chat rooms, which I really like that are just like pop in whenever you'd like. And that's kind of replacing the support groups because it's kind of like an ad hoc support group. Whenever you need help, you can just pop in and ask a question or schedule to meet somebody in there. We also are going to be starting up a book club. There's exclusive discounts on there, autism resources laid out by state, more free printables than what's available on the website. And of course, direct access to me and Matt. We're there all the time. We can answer questions if you have specific questions. If there's something that you wanted some clarification on in a podcast episode, you can ask those questions there. We'll be there to answer them. And there's a ton more stuff that's going there. And the best part is all that supports our charitable initiatives and advocacy work. So we're not taking this money, pocketing it. We're taking this money and putting it back into Autism Wish and all of our programs so that we can continue doing the charitable work that we do. So please consider joining us and supporting our mission by becoming a member. Go to autismwish.org and just click on become a member to get that process started. With that said, Matt and I are going to actually head over to that Embracing Autism community now on Gilded. We will be continuing the conversation there. If you have questions, we will be there to answer them. If you aren't able to, then just leave us some comments on YouTube or Facebook Live video. You can shoot some comments and let us know how was your Christmas break? What were some of your ups and downs? I know that the holidays can be difficult when it comes to autism. Hopefully yours was better than ours, given my situation. <laughs> so feel free to share what you've been up to. We want to connect with you. Have you struggled with hyperemesis before? It tends to have a correlation with autism. So have you guys found that correlation? I'm assuming some listeners probably know how I was feeling and what I went through. 
Are any of you considering expanding your family, or do you think we're completely nuts for having another <laughs> kid, knowing that we already have two autistic children? We want to hear your opinions. Feel free to head over to the community, keep that conversation going, or again, comment on our YouTube video channel at Autism Wish or our Facebook Live Beat, and we will be reading everything and responding to as much as we can. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> I talked long enough. Yeah, I we're good. let you guys go. <laughs> All right, everybody. We hope to uh, keep these podcast episodes going. And thanks so much for tuning in. We are going to get back in the swing of things. And we hope to see you soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. This has been the audio from the Embracing Autism podcast live stream series. Please check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at Autism Wish to catch these shows live. Otherwise, stick around next week for our next episode. This is Embracing Autism.